Welcome to my podcast. When you're listening, I just ask that you keep an open mind. First and foremost, know that I'm not an expert. I make tons of mistakes. But I just wanted to share the wisdom of the people in my life. Thanks for listening. Hello, everyone. Thank you for tuning in to the last episode of this three-part series. Um, before we get started, I just want to give a tiny disclosure that in this podcast, there's like a brief discussion of self-harm. It's very brief, but I do just want to give that warning to folks that are triggered or easily triggered by this um, subject. So enjoy. And I think that that these conversations, I, I don't mind. We, I mean, in my program, we have a lot of people who are agnostic and atheists. And I feel like the conversation gets juicy when they get to asking questions. Like, right. because it, it puts pressure on us as religious leaders to be like, oh, wait a minute. Because, right, it have, whatever's going on happens spiritually before it happens naturally. And if I'm not aware that it's happening naturally, what do I need to evaluate spiritually? We don't take these perspectives and in a sense, we have left humanity behind. Religious leaders have left humanity behind. And it's so, it disheartens my heart, but we have. And um, I'm, I'm, I don't believe anybody should have to live without, without having faith, dependent on someone else telling them whether they can or not. So you think, right. you think spirituality, do you think it's inherent to our being? You said that, that even the agnostic and atheist, they were still, they were still spiritual beings. So you think that we are inherently spiritual and they're just our, our nature. It's our nature. I mean, I, I feel that way because of my own like bias towards like feeling compelled the spirituality, but I will talk to my friends who are atheists, and they say they have literally no drive for it. They have no drive for a spirituality, which, once again, to me, as being biased towards it, being compelled towards it, even though I know the institutions are trash. Yeah. I'm like, how is that so? Like, I'm critical of it. It's bullshit to me, but, like, I still believe in this aspect, that we are spiritual, they are convinced that they are not, and they are convinced that we are not inherently spiritual beings, but that religion has, and this idea of religion perpetuate, or um, this idea of spirituality that's perpetuated through religion is so embedded in our institutions that it has become real in, in essence. It's become so ingrained in our lived experience that we have taken it on as something that is inherent. That is what they believe. The, um, what would you say to someone working from that, that framework? Um, I would say your ability to be compelled to anything. It's not your ability to be compelled to talk or have conversation about things of spirituality or seek a deep thought about spirituality, but you seek in yourself, you seek. 
we have to call the things for what they are. You still can't explain your ability to want. You still can't explain your ability to hurt, to feel pain. You you can't you can say it's within your body, but you have no idea the dynamic of the 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 makeup. Because once I do a certain thing to your body, then you go away. And if we weren't spirit spirit in nature, then I, I don't believe we'd be able to inherit or 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 be a thing at all, right? Like be a thing that is living, breathing, and coincide with the universe and coincide with the earth. How did this how does this universe know? Science is spirituality. And nobody like that's another like <laughs> that's another layer of things. Science is spirituality. So you believe all living things are spiritual, like all like non-human animals, plants. These are spiritual beings as well. I am connected to it all. I am connected to it all. Science is spirituality. We just don't call it that. We have blocked our minds from seeing it in that aspect. We have we get because someone told us that because. Again, we have people who are set in stone and stubborn and all of this. And we listen to them and they're moving things around and they are the powers that be. But that's not truth. Science is true. Spirituality is true. It's true. Yeah. And, and the the understanding as um, just because you can say, well, I am not. I am the thing does not make make sense to me because all of that is bullshit. So since all of that is bullshit, then what is what is anything? But then that's the question: What is anything? That's the real question: What is anything? Right. It's not because God is everything. Whatever is controlling everything is everything, Tyler. <laughs> <laughs> it is. It is. So what is everything? If that's the case. Like, but again, because I, I, with with defining things, um, we're so quick to be uh, defining things. I, I'm not sure that some things need to have like definite on it when it comes to something that exponentially grows. You know what I mean? Like that that in itself doesn't make sense to me. Um, it's yeah. a kind of thing figure it out as you go forth, but you have to have people who are willing to sit at the table, who have to be willing to sit at the table. Because my ability to disconnect with or or attempt to disconnect with things spiritual, where it left me was my ability to connect with things natural. It's a hard, much harder ability to connect to things uh, naturally when I'm disconnected spiritually or I don't want to be involved or have the understanding or be open to it. Much more harsher relationships, much more harsher uh, navigation, much more harsher dealing with your emotions. A lot of people dealing in mental health, a lot of people. And I'm speaking from experience. Right. Mm-hmm. I tried to commit suicide twice, you know, based off of a lot of these different structures that were given to me. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's really going to be in a, um, us taking our power back and standing in our power as human beings and knowing that that is in spirit 
um, um, me. I don't, I, I don't have to accept what you give me. Um, however, I can speak back to this too. I don't have to study your type of religion to speak up against what you're saying to me. Right. I don't have to uh, adhere to your resources to be like, hey, 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 hey. No, that doesn't like that doesn't make any sense. Um, and we have to take our power back and start being bold with saying real asking the real questions. Well, if my whether I like to have sex with someone or not uh, messes up your whole theology, how powerful is this person that you say it will topple their whole faith. Yeah. You have to ask the realistic questions that make them think. Yeah. Because I believe in Jesus Christ, but he makes sense to me. And that's why I can ask these questions. How 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 powerful is this God that you said does everything if who I have sex with crumbles my ability to be saved or to be alive or to be valuable or to be heard? Or to be any of those things. Why does it do that? Because you said it. Do you think everyone has the capacity to to change, though? I've I've interacted with tons of religious folk who you ask them these tough questions. I ask them any of the questions that I asked you here on this podcast, and (laughs) they're well, either that or they will they will just deflect and be like, oh, you just have to have faith. It's just like a simple answer for them and I don't feel like they inherently believe anything that well they may believe it as in they have convinced themselves that they live by these philosophies but they don't understand what they mean they just have been handed a script and they play it back to you on repeat what do we do with these these are literal just bodies they just exist Mm -hmm. they don't think critically about anything that has been put in front of them or that they're engaging with they are handed a script from birth and told to go out on the stage and perform this every day and they do it willingly effortlessly and honestly viciously to some extent oppressively and what do we do with these people to all extents as somebody who has seen the ins and outs of, of this institution, especially um, the black church, to some extent, to all in some matter of fact. And for me, it's again, we have to be careful of those that we lend our ear to, to and and take heed and hold on to their words, Um, because uh, a lot of us are following people blindly um, that we don't know that we don't we don't even understand their understanding of what they're telling us. We don't know their understanding of what they're telling us. They're getting up on Sunday, they're preaching, they're doing it, and and we're hearing them in this moment. We're like, yeah, I'm going to follow him. We have no idea if they have a a living, breathing understanding of what it even means to to adopt a faith that you know uh, was handed to you oppressively. Yeah. Like, we're not even... um, addressing those things so yeah I I really what do we do I mean I feel like it's the liberal is 
liberation inherent on changing the mentality of the masses. And I feel like it would be easiest to start with people who I did at least identify as Christians. Yeah. At least they're willing to be in a spiritual or acknowledge that they exist spiritually. They are not even comprehending the reality of what it means to be spiritual. And I think, I think, um, and I will say in my religious circle, um, I think there's a lot of us that are. I think there's a handful of us that are. And let me not say a lot. I will say there's a handful of us um, that are, and we have to be. We have to. We have to speak more. We have to help with the narrative and challenge the things because we've been given the revelation. You know, we've been given the ability to see the thing for what they what it is to understand that all of the thing isn't terrible in nature because we have good and we have bad. Um, but to um, this thing of reconciliation, um, there is not going to be anything that me or anybody else can do to make up for how bad right. Christianity has done the things that it has. <laughs> I, I, the global I, religions. All of, almost all of the major global religions have been oppressive. Yes, all of the major religions. There is no way we're going to be willing to do. To, I mean, we're going to be able to do that. Um, but it's an invitation. It's an invitation, uh, and, and it's a scary one because if I were you, I wouldn't trust me either, right? Like. <laughs> <laughs> um, but being it's it's really that vulnerability. It's really finding those people who are Tyler, I'm not praying off of your vulnerability. I'm actually being vulnerable with you before you even have to ask me to be be vulnerable with you. Right. Like um I think we expect that people, religious leaders nowadays have this flawed perspective of 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 people needing to be vulnerable with them in a certain way. That People are going to come to me vulnerable, but we never understand that we should always have a posture of vulnerable. We always take this thing that, oh, we need to be protected because we are important. Yes, but we ministry isn't safe. Nothing about like being around people who really need you around and really need you is being safe. I don't... I, I work in very environments that I didn't grow up in, but it's not in my head like this thing that's like, oh, this church, I need to be in this environment. Mm-hmm. I need to understand. I need to to know. And until we take these, this perspective and this posture of vulnerability, it's going to be really hard for people to connect with our messages. It's going to be really hard for people to um, be able to open their ears to hear um and we shouldn't be leading with we should be leading with um the character of God. A lot of people feel like whatever whatever religion they're in, they lead with the principles of their religion. When in fact that I should be if I believe that Jesus is this living thing, I should be be and I am it. And he is me. I should be giving that character to you before I do say anything. Before I, you know what I'm saying? Like it's a, 
it's a, and I'm not saying you get it right all the time, right? Because we all get have bad days and they have crappy attitudes, but it's your willingness to strive to be kind. It's your willingness to strive to understand. And understanding isn't about whether you agree with me or not, Tyler. It's about giving you room to be heard, to be fully yourself. Okay, my understanding is that this is you and how you show up. Even if I don't have to agree with the granular pieces of what you feel like you you are uh, you know saying or believing and um i i think i'm interested to see as these the climate of our our economy and our society um continues to do what it's doing right now um which is blowing up in my opinion <laughs> blowing yep. the fuck uh, <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm interested to see um, those who are prepared for what happens when everything you believe is blowing up in your face. And I believe that um, my studies have been equipping me for that, um, both in my spiritual practices and in educational wise, um, to understand that I'm I'm always going to be given something with an agenda. Yeah. in this, this realm because of human error what's the agenda okay i see the agenda but what what else is here that i can take from and i think if people start to move in that avenue um they can open themselves back up to a personal spiritual journey that is not defined by whether you call yourself a christian um uh, or you're jewish or you um, are muslim or anything else beyond that you know yeah, and your your spirituality doesn't have to have a name. It doesn't have to have a name. It That's what I doesn't. I my my spirituality has no name. Mine does not. My who I follow, my life has a name, right? Yes, my life has a name because I believe I'm Christ. I mm. believe Christ. Believe I'm God with Christ. Um, so. That is my my lens, you know, that's my lens to understanding all of these great things I got here and how I'm talking through my understanding of Christ, which means that there are people out there who are paying attention, who are who are vested in in and seeing humanity saved the same way Jesus wanted to. So we got one more question. Mm-hmm. Do you believe in a heaven? Do you believe in a hell or just one of the two? Do you believe in some type of afterlife that we experience? Or is that symbolic, the interpretation? Or what do you think? Eschatology is so good. (laughs) I... My personal belief is that there is an after, um, but this after that looks like, you know, pearly gates, and um, I'm not so sure that my human mind can even put into words what that would look like. Um, I think that's the first flaw in uh, human understanding of of the greater thing, God. Uh, And I do believe that the afterlife is the essence back to what is, back to what is, the state of what is and what has always been, like the is, 
mm-hmm. of everything. Um, and this, uh, what else did you say? You said, if I believe there's an afterlife, what is else did you hell? say? Is there a hell? Uh, is there a punishment at destination? I believe that um, uh, specifically uh, the understanding that we can have heaven on earth, that the kingdom has come here, it's present, it's now. I believe that heaven and hell is a state of mind. Mm. Both of them are states of mind. Um, and we have to be more expressive and um, our conscious that is like we, we give so much credit to things that people make up and then we say oh okay great but not knowing and having understanding that person sat with it within their conscious for a while before they said what they said and trusting that um, that thing for ourselves and trusting that thing um, for us um, and knowing that it's that powerful to put us in a state where we're in perpetual joy even in circumstances or situations because you can't tell me that I mean considered to the rest of the world I'm I'm rich you know compared to the rest of the world I'm rich and you can't tell me the that they're not those who don't sit with um you know this understanding that you that that there are things and that there are where I'm looking for. <laughs> Don't worry, we'll find it. Yeah. <laughs> like there there are just things that are really going on right now that we are really paying attention to 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 everything. We're just really paying attention to everything. I just I'll just know we're it's people out here that are really paying attention to everything and and the more I consider I'm thinking about perpetual states of joy and people who live in other places that that um, that don't have as much as I do, that live through agony, but they still find joy to laugh and to to like the power of our own consciousness is something that we we don't talk about. We don't we don't give homage to because I can also put myself in perpetual state of hell. Depression is hell. I don't care what nobody say. So that that consciousness is directly tethered to spirituality, then. Yes. Yeah. And that's my belief, and I believe Jesus tells me that plainly, <laughs> so many different ways. <laughs> um, so it's I, I'm I'm loving this conversation because. I don't I don't want people to give up on spirituality. I don't want people to give up on spirituality at all only because it it helps it helps our moral understanding. Yeah. Like, if we don't try to think beyond ourselves like we're, we're we will continually be be mean. We will continually be selfish and egotistical and narcissistic. We will continuously be those things. Um, so, yeah. No, I agree with you. And this, the whole point of this call was, well, one to just flesh out these questions. I guess for myself, I I know that the institution is bullshit, and like all of these things, like it's not important for me to know the answer to these things for my own spiritual journey. 
Like, I understand that, but I also understand that institutions exist, structures exist, and these these structures and institutions are the lens that people of faith see through. And so if I ever wanted to use the language of, like, spirituality, when I'm addressing people, they're seeing it through this bullshit lens. So, like, I have – in that way, I want to know, you know, Mm -hmm. what's going on, like, how – what's – what are these well-intentioned people, um, spiritual people in my life, how do they reconcile? And once again, not that you have to reconcile, but even me, someone who is displaced from the institution of religion, I have Mm -hmm. to reconcile it because I exist in a society. I exist in a material world where religion is embedded. So like, how do you reconcile with that? You, you, it's really getting, it's really getting to the point where you have to be like, these humans? Like, you have to look at people and literally be like, okay, like, I, you're not going to reconcile this for me. But either I can stay here. That's, yeah. Or I can stay. We have to be, we have to be willing to create paths for ourselves. I, yeah, and, I want that. The, like, I wish, like, I remember I grew up like, you know, I'm gonna make, I'm gonna do whatever I want to do. Like mm-hmm. I'm gonna, I'm gonna make a path for myself, and that's kind of one of the things that never keeps me stuck in a place. Like when a, I feel like a door closing behind me is just as guiding as a, a door that opens in front of me, and I'm not, I'm not stuck or I'm not committed to staying stuck on one thing. Like. We stay committed to things that are dead, and it, it's just baggage. It's just weight, and it essentially is going to cause us back aches, headaches, yeah. and over time, death. Yeah. And nobody deserves to, like, die feeling like, well, this is it. No hope. How do we take hope from the world? I, how, do you, how did you decide to suck hope from the world mm-hmm. and then say, but the problem with the world is you, Tyler. The problem with the world is me. Mm-hmm. But you're the one sucking the hope out of the world. Mm-hmm. We have to create our new paths. We have to take our power back and create our paths. And that's that's what I that's what I want. I want people that are listening who are like not religious, have abandoned or abandoned religion altogether, or anti-theist which to be honest sometimes i'm very that mm-hmm. um, i just want people to be able to understand if they feel the need that spirituality mm-hmm. can be a really powerful and good thing in your life in your life you should explore it and it does not have to have a name and it does not have to look any sort of way in which spirituality has ever looked um, but I don't want people to be alone. Exactly. And they don't deserve to be alone. <laughs> Shout out to everybody. I had fun. <laughs>